your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to kind of a gloomy Monday. Not because it's winter, because it's usually gloomy, but because Wisconsin sports didn't do a whole lot. Didn't do, didn't do a lot of good this weekend. Uh, if you want to hear, I, I will, I, I, I'll throw in my two cents. But if you want to hear about Packers all day, every day, <laughs> Grant Bills is on WKTY, 4 to 6 p.m. I know it's, it's uh, like promoting my competing uh, talk show, but if but but he's going to have your Packer rundown. I, but if you want to vent to me, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all about anyone that wants to uh, talk about conspiracy referee theories. <laughs> which is all I heard about this weekend from my friends, uh, how they want Tom Brady and the Super Bowl, the referees, or the NFL, and um, and then and then also how the Packers blew it, right? It's just uh, Was it the refs or did the Packers blow it? Because I'm in the camp where the Packers did, lost the game themselves, not so much Tom Brady, and I'm also in the camp that the NFL would rather, much rather have even though Tom Brady's probably he's probably a little bit better looking than than Aaron Rodgers, I feel like the Packers would much rather have Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, uh, than Tom Brady. But I could be wrong. I mean, the conspiracy theorists would say I'm wrong. the 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 refs had it out for the Packers, and they weren't going to let the Packers win. The NFL has all these games rigged. Everything's predetermined. Everything's in the everything in the world is rigged. Like the elections, the Packer game, uh, the Chiefs game didn't look rigged. Uh, they spotted the the Bills a whole bunch of points. The Chiefs, man, so much fun to watch. Whew. But yep, I will just say that the uh, Packers dropped a couple of touchdowns. Should have scored. The Packers went for a field goal a couple of times when they could have went for a touchdown, especially at the end there. Uh, the math would say if you go for the field goal at the end, then you give your chance yourself a chance to win the game by stopping the Tampa Bay. If you get the field goal like they did, they, they had a chance. They had to stop Tampa Bay, and therefore they would have gone for the win. But if they would have just went for it on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal at the end, they could have tied the game there and wouldn't have had to worry about anything. And also, Rodgers should have just ran it in on third down. <laughs> so... That's uh that's my two cents. Eric from Sparta Eric from Sparta, do you have uh your two cents on the Packers? Yeah, I do. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't care the Packers lost. I don't care what anybody says about it. You want to raise a stick about it, go ahead. It's all BS. The Packers lost. Period. Forget it. It's over. Mhm. That it? Okay, that is it. All right. I love that we still get the landline hang up. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm watching the highlights or the lowlights right now. Tampa Bay celebrating. Uh, the Badgers also lost this weekend. Johnny Davis, Jonathan Davis. Uh, I, I did share there. There is a the, the Badgers did share like a highlight uh, video of Jonathan Davis, but it wasn't against Ohio State. <laughs> the Badgers lost to number 15 Ohio State by 12 points. Uh, Davis played 31 minutes. He scored five points. Five rebounds. He's second on the team in rebounds. Two assists. A steal. He's got a steal or a block in every game but one. And uh, but the but the Badgers can pull it out. Yeah, Davis 
He's going to have to get a, be, become a better shooter. Free throws, especially. He's not a great free throw shooter. Uh, and, and, and maybe he could become a better jump shooter. Or maybe he just needs to do other things. I mean, he's doing all the little things. And this dude's a freshman. So um, you, can't, you can't expect the, the world from him already. He's in a great position, though, with a senior-laden team. And uh, they don't have to depend on, on him at this point. Next year, man, they're really going to have to depend on him. And if you're wondering who Jonathan Davis is, he's a lacrosse native. He went to Central High School. Uh, didn't get to state because uh, boys didn't have a state. Didn't get to state his senior year, I should say. He did get to state before that. Uh, yeah, the boys' basketball team, obviously last year the pandemic canceled the state tournament. So weren't able to do that. We'll see what happens this year. We're playing sports now, right? And lacrosse schools, obviously, uh, another round of of uh, what do you want to call it the the tiptoeing, the dipping your toe into the water, and and kids returning to school, right? That we we had uh, I had a couple of friends sharing uh, back to school photos a little bit. That was kind of funny, uh, like getting on the bus, right? Kids are actually getting on the bus now, going back to school. Everyone wearing masks on the bus, uh, but third through fifth graders and, and pre-K are back in school now. Uh, they're going to be going five days a week. Middle schoolers. I can't remember. I talked to Engel, Dr. Aaron Engel, the uh, lacrosse school superintendent last week. I, I want to say middle schoolers. I could look it up too. Middle schoolers return next Monday, so a week from now. And then the high schoolers two weeks from now on Monday. But the high school for sure, maybe the middle school as well. And somebody could just text me and, and get me right here. High schoolers for sure will do a hybrid model where they'll go to school Monday and Tuesday. I believe the school, they'll be off. Like They'll just be, I, I believe, virtual learning on Wednesday. It'd be sweet if they were if you were off, off, right? Like, Could you imagine going to school on Monday and Tuesday and then being off on Wednesday and then going Thursday? But, I mean, maybe we should have a work week like that, right? Hump day is no longer a work day. Uh, let's start it. Joe Biden, let's get it done. $15 an hour and hump day is no longer a work day. That's a... That's a a week end, a week middle. <laughs> w e e k, a week middle. Uh, but yeah, high schoolers. So they'll they'll go the half the half the class will go to school Monday and Tuesday. The other half of the class will virtual learn, and then they flip Thursday Friday. That's I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. And uh, I'm not sure if the teacher would just set up. Teacher's just going to set up their phone right on the desk so the virtual learners can. can can listen to the teacher teach. Um, but yeah, just a little chaotic, a little bit chaotic. But uh, as we as we try to slowly get out of this virus, and just the last thing, because Brad's not going to read on the news, so I didn't give it to him, but there were no deaths and no hospitalizations today in La Crosse County, at least from, reported from yesterday. Um we're up to 362 ever hospitalized, so that might be a couple from the weekend. Um, and we're down, the, the La Crosse County has 69 deaths now today. The DHS, the Wisconsin Department of Health, had 70 yesterday. So I'll have to ask again if we got that wrong. Uh, but nobody was hospitalized over the weekend, so that's great. We, uh, According to the County Health Department, the Cooley COVID Collaborative, no hospitalizations. We're at 362. Still, which is a lot, a lot this month too. I mean, we were at 319 to, to begin the month. So, um, but that's good. Nobody over the weekend was hospitalized. Usually you see, you know, that number jump. We'll see what happens tomorrow. 
608-785-7914 is the talk at text line. Al texts in, hump day, no longer a work day, and we still get paid for it. Well, I mean, we still, I think we give them, I think we're all, we can all manage to get our 40 hours in, right? Uh, we, we would adjust that. If we if we want to do this whole 40-hour work week, I mean, we can, can we jump it down to like 38-hour work week? But yeah, give ourselves a hump day, uh, a week day, a week middle. Instead of a weekend, it'll be a week middle. We'll have off on Wednesdays. Um, I guess I'll. I, I, I guess I won't do the show. We'll just do uh, a paid programming advertisement, one of those uh, infomercials or something. Um, but yeah, and and then we still get paid for the Wednesday. No, we just we just work a little bit more on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Come on, Al. We can't have everything. All right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Just want to bring up the mayoral debate that we're having. Just mention this. It's going to be played on the air February 1st and February 2nd. So 6 p.m. right after this show in one week is going to be the first group. And then uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. will be the second group. We we cut it in half to make it just a little bit more manageable in terms of uh, just, you know, asking and, and getting answers for questions and then just having more more original answers or original thoughts, however you want to, however you want to put that. And, and being able to better have a, a debate without it being, you know, our attention spans are about seven minutes, so... Uh, you're going to have to hold up for probably an hour, but our, you know, being able to actually have a debate, some wiggle room there. If we cut the candidates in half and ask them questions, you can, uh, you, you're going to get this hear more original answers, I, I suppose. And I hope anyway, that, that was the thinking there. So uh, next, next Monday, I guess, mark it on your calendar. You guys have calendars on the wall. There's a calendar in here on the wall. It's uh, still January. Someone's flipping it. Someone's writing in it too. And it's got a nice Chevelle. It's a Chevelle. Maybe it's a Chevy calendar. We'll we'll stay tuned a couple days. We'll see what February has in store. Um, but uh, yeah, so mark your calendar or put it in your phone or Google calendar or Microsoft calendar. You don't know how many calendars I have to use here. Um, so that's one part, right? We've 10 candidates running for mayor. Mayor Tim Cabot is uh, leaving office come April, and we're going to have this open seat. And you're going to want to get to know these candidates, right? So how do you do that? That's that debate, 6 p.m. next week, Monday, and Tuesday, 6 p.m. How else do you get to know your candidates? Go to wisdomnews.com and either click on lacrosse's mayoral candidates. There's a button. Uh, just click that button. or There's a pull-down menu, too, but if you just click on it, it'll take you to the page. Or go to wisdomnews, wizmnews.com slash mayor. And there, there's the candidates, and every all ten of them. We we did a little bit of a questionnaire. Asked them, I guess I I pull I'll pull up the question. I'll pull up the first one. Uh, how long have you lived in Lacrosse? That was the easy question. Um, what in your education, work, and life history makes you suited for the job as Lacrosse's mayor? A lot of help is needed due to the pandemic. Who would you prioritize gets that help, and how would you you as mayor go about providing it? What are the most important housing rental issues in the city and how does the mayor go about handling those? 
Uh, two more questions here. Transportation and parking get a lot of attention from the public. What do you see as lacrosse's most important issues surrounding those two topics, and how would you address them as mayor? And the last question on our lacrosse.com or wisdomnews.com slash mayor page is the questionnaire we send all, all the candidates. If elected mayor, what would you what would be your top three priorities for the city and why? So you can go check out the answers to those questions. And every every candidate we've also included, if you click on all their each page, every candidate has a website. So you can go and dive a little bit deeper into knowing your candidates, right? And I'm, I'm just going through every one of them. Either has just a website or a website and a Facebook page, a website, a Facebook page, and a Twitter account, a website, a Facebook page, a Twitter account, an Instagram account, and a YouTube account. If you want to go search for their YouTube accounts, you can do that. Um, but yeah, just you, you go check them out there. I suggest uh, for anyone that's voting on Lacrosse's next mayor or anyone that's going to probably like me, I don't live here, but I, I obviously I probably have a little bit more interest in who becomes the mayor being that I want to interview them and we'll have to uh, get answers from them. But uh, but that, that, that website's on there and anyone's got a good question that I should ask the mayor, you could you could send it to me right now. You'd have to do it today though. 608-785-7914. You could text that question. Um, and and we can think about asking it. I asked uh, I asked Mayor Cabot if he had any just real good questions. I you know that that he would as as the mayor for, you know, the last 8 years, I suppose. Is it 8 years? Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what would be some good questions, but he, he liked the questions I had. I got a whole list of them and I asked Jill Billings, our state assembly rep here in town. And she had a couple of good questions for us to ask too. Uh, one of those questions was whether or not, uh, you know, just, it's, it's kind of a funny question to ask a, a new mayoral candidate. It's probably one we should be thinking about already is, is should the city start thinking about maybe having a, a city administrator, which would, you know, help out. This is what Onalaska did a few years ago. You know, they, they elected a mayor, but they also hired a city administrator essentially to do all the work, right? All the work of the mayor, and then the mayor just rides on floats and does that, you know, weird wave. <laughs> that, uh, but we're not doing parades right now, so I don't know what the mayor would do. But uh, that's that that's a good question, right? Do you do you, uh, and it, does anyone disagree that um, as we as we have this open seat and and the, the way elections go sometimes, somebody could sneak in. Uh, we're going to get two candidates at the end, but we have 10 right now, so I feel like, you know, the, another another avenue here, too, is when, when we talk about, you know, should we have a city administrator because we, we just have an unknown coming in as mayor. Hopefully we get to know them, obviously, but, uh, you know, having a city administrator in place would help ease a new, a rookie mayor into what the job would entail, but... Uh, you know, there's there's this also this question about whether or not we should change how we vote in in the city. We could start that and then push it out to the state and then push it out to the country. But like doing what's called ranked choice voting uh, would also really help everyone's vo- uh, voice be heard here in terms of of getting your vote to count for your mayor. So if you you know if there's ten candidates here, you could rank the candidates. And, you know, maybe you want uh, Joe Conrad, number one, but then after that, you want 
Chris Stolpa, and after that, Zebulon Kemp. You know, those are your top three. Those, and then after that, you don't want it. That's that's that that's who you want your vote to count for. And if if uh, you know your number one candidate doesn't get into the top echelon, like fifty percent of the voting, then your vote goes to the next person on your list. So I think that would be a it would be nice to have in place already because then your vote would actually count for one of these ten candidates. The there's there's fairly good odds that your vote might just get thrown out because the only we're only taking the top two here and and if it, the your vote didn't go to the top two then your vote really didn't it didn't count for as, for as much right like it, it like you if you voted for Martin Gall and and Martin Gall doesn't end up one of the top two candidates to get into the final the April election then you know you didn't really have a say. You get a say again with the next round of voting, right? Then you get to vote for the final two candidates. But, you know, at least you would have, a, if you, you know, if you had a couple of different um, choices in mind, because I'm sure you could hear what all these candidates say and go, yeah, I like what the, the, I like what these three people have to say. They're kind of all saying the same thing. I like this person a little bit better. So I don't know. I, I, I really like the idea of ranked choice voting. Um. Yeah, the ranked choice voting is what uh, I'm, I'm getting a texter that asked, what kind of voting did you just suggest ranked? Like uh, like the NCAA ranks uh, basketball teams, right? So that's ranked choice voting. And, you know, if you want to know uh, where the Badgers are right now in, in their rankings, they're 14th in the country. Drop four spots. But it, it's a little different than – it's a little bit different than how <laughs> – uh, sports teams are ranking, but not a whole lot. Like you're just ranking your candidates, like like uh, essentially you're your own committee. You're ranking your candidates, and that's how your voice will get heard. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Number three, go ahead. On this uh, mayor deal, you're talking about you getting everybody confused. We're going to have to hire a consultant. Uh, confused about what? Well, how we should elect a mayor? Well, vote. You're confused about how we we vote about vote on it. Well, you were just telling me all the different things. Yeah, ranked choice voting. And that way, you you get to you get to pick your top candidates. Your vote would count. Your your vote would count to whoever you ranked. Well, yeah, isn't that the way it should be? It's the way it should be. That's the not the way. Win. That's not the way it is, though. Well, if you have ten, well, let's say you, you, let's say you're running for mayor and you're one of the ten candidates, and you vote yeah. for yourself, but you well, don't. Yeah, I would vote. Somebody's got to vote for me. Right, but you don't make it to the final two, right? The ten candidates is cut down to one. Oh, okay. So I did come you, in third. Huh? Did your yeah? You came in third, but did your vote for yourself count then, or did it go to somebody? You know what I mean? Like your vote essentially oh, didn't yeah. count. So if you, in rank choice voting, you vote for yourself. But then let's say you vote for Mitch Reynolds second. Well, you didn't make it into the top two, but you're, right. you're, you know, you're yourself, your, your, your amount of votes, your vote then slides down to your second choice, which would be Mitch. And then, uh-huh. it, and then let's say Mitch made it to the final two. He had the most, he had the most votes. So then Mitch, okay. your vote counts that way. Well, as long as Mitch got my vote, that'd be all right. <laughs> well, I mean, just as long as it, 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 your vote for yourself first and then Mitch. I guess you could yeah. do a, especially you know, if you wrote in yourself as a candidate, that would be funny. Okay, well, maybe my daughters and son-in-laws they won't vote for me, but maybe my daughters will. 
<laughs> I suppose. Well, do, do they live in La Crosse, though? Because otherwise that'll be illegal. Oh, they, they live out of La Crosse. They don't want to pay high taxes. Yeah, which is one of the questions that uh, we'll, we'll have for the mayors, uh, the, the tax situation. Well, I think that every question going to be asked to everybody is fix the roads, uh, less taxes, and take care of the homeless. All everybody's going to agree on those three things. Yeah. It, well, and how do we get that done, and and how it doesn't cost you any money to do that, right? Yeah. We want to fix okay, the roads, but what, you don't want to pitch. We got to get our consultant. Yeah, I hear you. All right. So <laughs> how's your snowblower working? Uh, I, I actually got it out yesterday. It worked fine. It's a 1975 uh, wheel horse. Worked started right up. Does your girlfriend like it? Although I did have to pry the uh, the snowblower apparatus itself because it got a little stuck. So I had to get the pry bar out and move the. <laughs> okay. All right. Before. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. I'm all, I almost was on the phone with Dad, going, "Dad, the snowblower doesn't spin anymore." So, um, all right, we're we're right at it. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Talking a little bit about ranked choice voting, something we should have in place right now as we try to elect uh, one of 10 candidates running for mayor. That primary, by the way, is February 16th, where we cut that list from 10 to 2. And obviously then a couple months later, April 6th, not even a couple months, uh, is the gen- general election. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, where we vote for our, our mayor. So uh, February 16th, you got less than a month to figure out who, who who these people are running for mayor. What's what's also interesting is, and I got, I got, a, I got a message today with a bunch of screenshots from Facebook, of course. But we have, you know, we is it just mayor, right? We've we've got seven seats on the city council up for grabs, and um, six of those seats have two candidates, and then one seat here, District Nine, where Philip Ostrom was the incumbent or was this is is right now is the city council. Well, he isn't. Is is notice of non candidacy eleven nineteen? I don't know if that means he stepped down, but. Uh, District 9 has one candidate, and his name is Chris Woodard. And then somebody sent me a bunch of screenshots today of Chris Woodard fighting people, essentially having fights on Facebook, uh, disagreeing with a, a story and then disagreeing with people's opinions on said story or on said Woodard's comments on said story. Just your typical Facebook banter, uh, which I had with my congressman today, or not today, this weekend. Uh, my congressman, Jim Hagedorn, he's, uh, been triggered on social media, which triggers all, triggers all of us. Right. But when it's the person representing your, your, your area, and then, you know, uh, I'll just give you some examples. Uh, it was anti-electric vehicle, uh, comments, but, but not so much that as, as putting, putting down people who want something done about climate change. And then today it was the, uh, Apparently, the caravan is back, headed back to uh, America. Caravan took a couple years off there. Uh, we remember, if you remember, the caravan was coming, and we had to do something about it, and then it never showed up. And now it's coming again, and it's going to be the end of the world. 
Uh, something that we're really worried about here in Wisconsin and Minnesota, the caravan. If the caravan was coming from Canada and it was a bunch of Canadians, would we be worried about it? Uh, we've got a caller. Caller, who's this? Hello. We need to bring in Bernie Sanders for mayor of La Crosse. We can get free education, free health system, free housing, free parking, is it free food. Then we'd be set because he's, he's the answer. Yeah, do we? I mean, parking's pretty free in 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 Lacrosse for three hours anyway. Um, free housing. Who needs? Do you need free housing? Is that what? What? Well, uh, okay. What's that? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Bernie Sanders would have to do a write-in campaign. So uh, probably not not a constructive argument to be made there having Bernie Sanders uh, run for mayor. Uh, 608-785-7914. Anyone have any opinions on these candidates? Again, you can read about them. Lacrosse, or Wisdom, I keep doing that because I'm reading. Wisdomnews.com slash mayor. It's that easy. And then you can read uh, the little questionnaire that we had. I guess it's not that little. Some some answers longer than others. Uh, self-edited. No, I edited them a little bit. So uh, it wasn't too bad, though. It wasn't too bad. Uh, Eric's calling back. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, we're the Mary and Main Street guy anyway. Okay, I, I don't know. They don't call. <laughs> um, started the show a little disappointed of uh, how the Packers uh, lost the game. I believe the Packers lost their game. If you want to hear that rant. Also, Grant Bills at WKTY rants about that all the time. Um Badgers also lost. That was sad. Lost to number 15 Ohio State, which probably, you know, that makes sense. They're two pretty good teams there. Jonathan Davis had one of them scrappy games again, but not doing great shooting. Um, I will say when it comes to uh, picking the next mayor, we're, we're having these debates next week, Monday. And Tuesday at 6 p.m. So it should be it should be a, a nice format too. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have five of the ten candidates on. And if you want to hear that, it's gonna be at 6 p.m. right after this show Monday and Tuesday. Probably be an hour long. We'll see. Um, trying to really act, actually at about the hour mark, we'll we'll end the questions and kind of wrap up. So it will should be an hour long. Unless we only get two questions in, then we'll be like uh, probably. Should. Should get more than two questions, in it, but that's that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have five candidates each, and the way it's going to work is just we're going to we're going to ask questions, uh, have two of the candidates, you know, just randomly pick two candidates, and just have a, a, a just that in a sequential order. The which candidates get asked the questions will be in a, in a randomized order that will stick through the 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 hour long debate, and we'll ask uh, we'll ask one question. The first two will answer. They'll have a minute to answer. And then after that, the next candidates can chime in if they want. Because, you know, if we had all 10 candidates having them all answer, you know, how do you fix the roads? Uh, the answers would get pretty boring after, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But uh, if we if we cut it down to five, even, even after, you know, hearing the same answers on four and five might get a little bit boring. But... But having having the first two candidates answer and then and giving the other three candidates the chance to just kind of in, a, a little bit of input 
Uh, and then a little bit of a debate there. Maybe they maybe they don't agree with something that was said. And then the, the final word will go back to the original two that were asked the question, the final word. They'll have another 30 seconds just to kind of cover their bases. And then we'll move on to the next question. We'll do it all the same again, but we'll ask two different candidates um, a, a main question, get their answers one minute long each, and then the rest of the three can- the other three candidates in on the debate will will be able to, you know, talk talk uh, their stance on it or or debate with whatever the the first candidate's answers were. Uh, libertarian guys calling in, go ahead. Hey there, Rick. Um, thanks to you, I was looking at the website and getting kind of a rundown on the different uh, candidates, and uh, I need to look through it again to talk real intelligently about the individual ones, but. Just some themes that I noticed is they all want to do something. Um, it's always interesting. People get into government because they want to do things. They want to fix things. And, of course, I would argue that the best thing that a leader can do is the, the, the government that governs best governs least. But if you let people um, just – if you get government out of the way, things tend to go better because the market tends to determine things. But, I would uh, call it let people yeah. run amok. No. <laughs> that's what you would call it? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just well, with you. I, and I, yeah, I know you're kind of teasing there, but um, one of the things that I noticed, they, there's a recurrent theme that they all want to end homelessness. And while that's always a great idea, I want to end homelessness. Just like during the Kennedy years, they wanted to end poverty. And the poverty rates are just as high now as they were way back then. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how they all wanted to end homelessness. And I keep thinking, gosh, if they could wave a magic wand and suddenly everybody has a home in La Crosse, how many more people would move into the area hoping that the homelessness could be ended for them, too? That's such a fluid, dynamic kind of thing that if there was some way to stop people from moving into the community end their homelessness, I would, and then when you open it back up again and allow people to move in, there's going to be a whole bunch more homeless moving moving into the area. So um, it's awful hard to end social problems. And uh, I guess that concerns me about the candidates, that they all think that they can do that. Well, the lacrosse County... The reality is there will always be homelessness, just as there will always be poverty. I don't know if you saw, the last week the lacrosse County Board approved hundred grand to uh, go towards uh, the collaborative to end homelessness. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, going to toward a program that's that's all... And it wasn't it wasn't to, to go to homeless people. It was actually to prevent homelessness. Sure. Uh, it was it, that hundred grand was going to people who are are facing uh, you know eviction notices, stuff like that, to to, to essentially help them pay the rent. Um, but, yeah. but along with that money, they had to you know they had to get into some programs that help them maintain work and and stuff like that. So sure. it, it seemed to be a successful program. So um, there's one thing to end homelessness. There's another one to help prevent homeless, which I which I kind of. I kind of like that that idea. It wasn't just giving them money to pay the rent. There was some other, I don't wouldn't call them stipulations, but some other avenues to help these people, uh, you know, help them find ways to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear about that. It is a little bit different take on the circumstance. But again, you know, why stop at 100000 Why not 200000 Why well, that- not just tax us more so that we could throw $500,000 at this problem? Well, it, it'll it, always be what's, there. What's the alternative? Just let them rot out there or what? <laughs> Just let, let the homeless be? <laughs> 
Well, and, and that's a tough question to answer, Rick. The, the problem is, of course, you're always going to have homelessness. And so taking a bunch of money from taxpayers and throwing money at the problem doesn't solve it. When you put it like, well, we just let people rot, you know, what about Hoka or Houston or all the other communities? Are they solving homelessness, too? Well, no, they're not. Um, It's awful hard to solve a problem when there isn't a solution for it. So just throwing throwing money at a problem has never fixed anything. Yeah, um, but would you say what the Lacrosse County Board did was they they threw money at a an institution that's trying to help solve the problem? So <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of well, agreed with that. They, they've been working on homelessness a very long time, and um, I think they'll be working on it um, a long time into the future because we will always have homelessness, just as we'll always have inequality, just as we'll always have some people living. What would, in poverty. What would the answer be then from a candidate? I mean, the, yeah, obviously when you have 10 candidates and they all want to help solve the problem of homelessness, that's the easiest answer. Hey, you want to fix the roads? Oh, yeah. You know, the roads are broke. What do you want to do? I want to fix the roads. That's the easiest answer. It'd be funny if the uh, sure. if the candidate said, no, we'll let the roads take care of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. So I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Sure thing. Bye. All right. So, yeah, I mean... It, it's you know one of the most complicated problems to try to solve, and the uh, the easiest answer, the easiest answer for any candidate trying to win an election, I guess, is to say you want to help solve the problem of homelessness. Like anything, right? You all, you as mayor, you want to help solve all the problems. Um, and we've had a couple of candidates on here talk about you know the different things that are go- going on and. Uh, from from fixing the roads to the pandemic and and small businesses needing help and so all of them want to help solve the problem. Libertarian guy coming at it from a different way. Well, <laughs> I, I don't exactly know the answer there, but like th- th- he doesn't want the government to step in to help solve this problem. App- apparently, the problem then dissolves into the ether. So I don't know. All right, well we'll be back. <laughs> that's not that's not actually his take, but. It, it's it's kind of funny. We, we don't want government to, to help solve the problems. Let somebody else take care of it. And then we'll just have a bunch of homeless in the park. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Just a couple minutes left here. You can still get in. 608-785-7914. Ryan texted in. He said, take a hundred grand. So the Cross County Board last week approved essentially a hundred grand to go towards the Cooley Collaborative to End Homelessness. I believe that's what it's called. And there's a story on wisdomnews.com if you want to read about that. Uh, Is it one of the top stories? Yeah. It's one of the top stories on the website. And uh, essentially, uh, $100,000 is going to go to the Cooley Collaborative. And and then under that umbrella, Catholic Charities, Salvation Army, Independent Living Resources, and the Lacrosse Area Family Collaborative. And it's not going towards essentially... That money is going towards helping prevent homelessness. A lot of people obviously affected by the pandemic, losing their job, the unemployment situation in the state, right? People are not getting their unemployment. And it's going to essentially just help those people pay the rent, pay the mortgage, uh, keep their housing. But there's more to it than that. They don't just get, you know, Isaac Hoffman with the Cooley Collaborative to end homelessness said it's not simply a handout. 
to help people pay their bills. You know, he said there was more to to it than that. I actually, if you give me 14 seconds here, uh, let's see Hoffman. This this might be this might be that comment. We'll 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 wing it here. See if this is it. A unique aspect of this program is it also paired with case management. So the time that a family is engaged in these in receiving these funds, whether that's one month or up to six months, they're also connected to a case manager at one of these agencies to work on those longer term goals, such as employment and other things, to to reach sustainability. So not only are they, you know, getting funding to help remain in their current living situation so they don't end up homeless. They're also hooking up with uh, agencies to to work on getting employment and, you know, other long-term goals, like Isaac Hoffman said right there. So uh, this is, sounds like a good plan. Uh, there was debate about it. There was also debate for, between the La Crosse County Board on whether, A, 100000 was enough, and B, the, a month before that, the La Crosse County Board approved essentially giving county workers a $500 bonus. I don't know if you want to call it a pandemic bonus or a Christmas bonus, but um, so there was some debate about, hey, last month we gave ourselves 500 grand. It, it to- I think it totaled like $500,000 uh, to to give bonuses to county workers. But now we're only giving 100 grand to the Cooley Collaborative to end homelessness to, to help prevent homeless. We should have maybe flipped that but you know the but the uh, the Cooley Collaborative to end homelessness is isn't just running on fumes there. I don't believe. I, I'm I'm guessing they get a lot of other money from other lo- locales, right? Not locales, but maybe the state or the federal. They probably get funding from elsewhere, um, and and giving a bonus to to county workers who are you know middle class, hardworking people. Is not and there was stipulations to the bonus, but the, the idea that we didn't give. Uh, we're just, you know, we can't give county workers a bonus. I don't know. There's an easy argument there. It's real easy. Hey, we shouldn't have gave uh, county workers money. We should have gave it all to people that are in, like, in a situation where we should have gave it to an entity that's helping people in in hard hard times. I guess uh, the easy the easiest avenue to take, easiest argument to make. Um, but maybe, maybe that maybe that was a good ar- argument. I would say, uh, Bob texts in. He says he he's going to vote for number three for mayor. Uh, number three, you got one write-in candidate. Uh, so you're up to two votes if you're voting for yourself. But if there's no ranked choice voting, then I would warn you that your vote's not going to count for much. So all right, that's all the time. I think that's all the time I got for today. We'll see what tomorrow brings. I, you know, I do want to start bringing these city council people in, to uh, so we get to know these people. We we focus on the mayor so much, but you know, it would be it would be also it's interesting to see uh, how how these city council candidates are are going to handle things, whether they're competent or not, right? So maybe we'll start doing that too, uh, coming up here pretty soon. But thanks for listening.